Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we cover all things Marvel Crisis Protocol, and we cover a new character every week. This week, we are doing the Invincible Iron Man, and I'm your host, Fred. I'm Brad. I'm Brandon. And I'm Steven. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We've got the full crew back together. It is it is nice to see Brandon and Steven. How, uh, how is everybody? How are you doing, Steven? I'm out here in Idaho. Idaho. I'm uh, currently on a job fixing a paper mill so that everybody can uh, blow their noses and wipe their tushies. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad that you're doing that work because I do both of those things. Uh, <laughs> are you Are you enjoying it out there? No, it's deathly hot out here right at the moment. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm dealing with the heat, which I, I really don't like, but we'll get through it. I mean, it's supposed to get cooler um, later in the week, so we'll we'll see where we're at. But, yeah, so far, brutally hot. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll cool off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing, Brandon? I'm good. I just had to mute myself um, because I had a sneeze, so I do apologize for that. Well, I, I was taking full advantage of what Steve was doing out there. <laughs> Making his work not go unnoticed or unfailed. <laughs> All right. And how are you doing, Brad? I'm doing good. Well, good to hear. Uh, let's talk about some Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um... I do not think that there's any meaningful news to discuss, but there are a, a couple things that we need to talk about uh, in regards to our last episode. So last episode, we failed to go over uh, Peter Parker's new card, and it's a good card. So I think that we should do that now. And uh, it's called Go Get Em, Tiger. Uh, it is an unaffiliated reactive card, and when an allied Peter Parker dazes or KOs a non-grunt enemy character, after the effect is resolved, Peter Parker may spend two power to play this card. If Peter Parker is holding an objective token, he may remove up to three damage and up to one special condition. And if Peter Parker is not contesting a secure objective token, he may advance short. So seems what, good. Yeah, it, it seems pretty useful. Uh, so, uh, I, I, oh boy, I think that it's it's something that you will use if you are using the new Peter Parker. Well, I think it actually would be used more with Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, uh, that's true. Th- that's true. Except you have to use Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You're gonna right, use it. He, you're gonna use it with whichever Spider-Man you're playing. Mm-hmm. The new one. I'm just saying, uh, Amazing Spider-Man has a better chance of um, putting Amazing the damage or... through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, three health. That's a pretty amazing. Uh, that's a pretty amazing healing for someone as as min as. as low health as spider-man is mm-hmm. so i feel like this could be very useful 
But uh, while we're talking about him, Stephen, what mm-hmm. is your take on the new Spider-Man? I think he's a solid B. He'll be in Web Warriors a lot, but I don't, I don't see him much outside of that. It'll just make their threes that much more solid because I mean they've already got Black Cat, they got Miles Morales, they got Gwen, and they got the new Spider Man, and then you throw in Moon Knight there, right? And all of a sudden you got a fifteen at five and. They're just zipping all over the place, pulling people off points. Very annoying. I'm sure. I'm sure Brad is not happy to hear that. So, <laughs> I think that he's definitely in the consideration for that that core group for the for the Web Warriors. Yeah, but Brad likes to go wide with his X Men yeah. on fifteen at five wide. Is what I'm saying. I do so like now, to be now, wider yeah. than my opponent. So now he has that competition now. Except I never run into anyone playing Web Warriors anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandon, uh, what's your take on the new Spider? Uh, I guess uh, have you even looked at him? Have you even looked at the new Spider-Man, Brandon? Brandon is currently muted. Just for the record, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, I do have, I have something not, to say. I have not looked at him at all. Okay. All right. Well, uh, no, no pressure. We'll we'll worry about it later. Circle circle back later. When I give my grade on this character, I'll give my grade on that character too. How about that? Okay. I'll, 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 I'll double. I'll double down. That'll I will work. say. I will say something about this new Spider-Man though. What's that? He might enable more play for a certain two characters. Uh, Venom. Wait, uh, no. Which? Okay. What? What two characters? Green Goblin. Yeah. Because Green Goblin gets to roll, um, re-roll his dice, including skulls, against Peter Parker's. He hates Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, all of a sudden, Goblin becomes that much better into Web Warriors for that one character, right? Mm-hmm. And then. My my sleeper is Craven the Hunter's card might come out. Oh my God, you're right. I never <laughs> even thought about that. I, that. I never considered that. That was uh, that card may actually see table play with this mm-hmm. new Spider-Man. It might not be a meme anymore, right? It's holy guacamole. You still only get original core box Spider-Man when you play the card. I understand, right? but. If okay. Craven's I'm... injured and he only has two health left, right? You well, yeah, yeah. There are, there. Are, it's just it's still rough. It's still rough. I'm just saying who you get. But I'm just, I'm being a little facetious. But you know, I mean, this Spider-Man's easier to kill, obviously. So, yeah, and this one's gonna see more play than the original mm-hmm. core box Spider-Man, and that's what I'm pointing out. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's something to think about. I will, uh, in in fun games where I'm bringing Craven the Hunter, I may if I know that I'm going to be up against a Peter Parker, uh, a, a spectacular Spider-Man, I should say, I may put that card in the list. And that's the first <laughs> time I've ever said that. I'm just saying it could happen. It might happen. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, 
Brad, is there anything uh, regarding Cerebro MCP that you want to talk about? Um, I'm still working on updates, but I think Steven, before the podcast, was talking about a new way he's been using Cerebro that maybe listeners had not thought of that he'd like to share. Okay. Well, I, I thought you were going to go into it, but thank you very kindly, Brad. Um, so I using the list builder is great. Builds your list, does your tactics cards, does your, um, does your crisis cards also. But um, amazingly, I found out that you're not limited to just 10 um, characters on your roster. You can build out more. And I thought, well, why don't I use this builder app to keep track of all the models I've painted all the models I have purchased but have yet to complete, and then all the models that I have yet to buy. And so it was nice because I have 62 models painted, which I put into one list. I have 15 models which are in process. So, you know, I put that under a to-completed, to-be-completed list, and then a to-buy list, including this new course that coming out. I have 77 models to, uh, to get purchased. So... If you're keeping track at home, 62 plus 15 is 77. So I'm 50%. <laughs> you have half the game. <laughs> correct. Correct. So, but I do have, I do have the box, the new core box on pre-order. So by the time I get home, um, which I will get home probably here pretty soon, uh, like the 24th of September soon, guys. Um, so I might be okay. signing up for the uh, for an event. So we can talk about that in a second. But yeah, so that number will shift a little bit, but that just means I have more to complete, right? So, <laughs> right. That is an interesting way to use Cerebro MCP, uh, and I'm glad that Cerebro lets you do that. Like it lets you fill the lists with as many as you, yeah. as many models as you want to. I didn't see a reason to limit it, uh, even though I saw, at the time, the only other one was Assemble, which is defunct now. But it only let you put 10 people on the list. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to limit it. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, they came out with a format that where you actually have 15 models. So I was glad I didn't. Nobody plays that format. Fred, did yeah, you even was, know that was a thing? Yeah, people played it for like a month yeah. and then said, nah. I had no idea that was a thing. What are we talking What is that? What are we you talking about? You take 15 models and you take turns drafting and banning models from your opponents. Oh, that actually sounds fun. That sounds really fun. <laughs> well, of course, Brandon would be into it. No, but most. Oh people, yeah, I'm a super drafting type of guy. Like that sounds awesome. If you're, if you're familiar How with, did I a, never hear about this. If you're familiar with a certain player from England who happens to be very good, he also likes it very much. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, but out of your models, Brandon, it's like you pick one model, and then your opponent bans a model from your list. And then you pick one, they ban one. And then you pick the and rest or something like that. It's weird. You pick two, they ban two. Yeah, it goes down yeah. like that. So you 
you end up with eight models for your list and seven are banned. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Maybe we'll run an event like that locally at some point, Brandon. So you yeah. get, you get to enjoy it. Does that not, I mean, does that not sound cool to anybody else? That sounds super cool. Like, cause you no. have to like auto force like your leadership. And then like when they pick something, like you can really just, they can choose like the best like complimentary pieces like huh. like like fred would pick blade as his leader and then you would ban immortal hulk right I, yeah yeah well, absolutely yeah, probably yeah 100%, yeah yeah i would well it's the same thing and then like someone picks kingpin and then like you can immediately take out like rhino lizard like you can pick out like it depending on like their list and what options they have. Like you can really just kind of like snipe really important pieces. I th- mm-hmm. I th- I think it's a neat format. I don't know that the complication of it makes it enough more fun. I don't feel like it should be like. I feel like it's something you could play with like your friends. I don't know about it being like a tournament format. That seems. Well, I think this, I think what we're talking about would be easier than the format that they're proposing. You know oh, yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That format, ain't nobody running that format but AMG. All right. So I, I'm interested in trying this format. <laughs> I, I would be game for we'll like do, a. We'll do an event towards the end of the year after the LVO qualifier after uh, Stephen comes home after Stephen comes <laughs> home. Sure. After Michael and I go to Chicago in October. Yeah. But like did Fred, did you know about this format? No, I didn't honestly. Yeah. Like when the hell did this even happen? Oh, uh, it we was, never talked about it. Right. Like on this podcast. It was before it's on the, the AMG Oh, I didn't give a shit then. Yeah, it was it was before the podcast was a thing. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> All right, uh, I I I do want to try it. I do definitely want to try. It. We'll do it later in this year. Yes, Brad. Do you do you remember if that applies to tactics cards too? Do you bring fifteen tactics cards and you uh, do the same thing? I don't remember exactly how the tactics cards thing work for it. I do think you get more to choose from for that format. Oh, wait. No, no. You have full breadth. Every tactic card is available to you. I remember that part now. Oh, okay. Because you could ban characters. definitely more than you can normally bring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because you could ban characters that have specific cards attached to them, and then they become dead cards, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. You can just pick whatever you want. Wait, hold the fuck on. You can ban tactics cards too? No. Oh. No. After ever after you've made your list, you can pick any tactics card you own. Oh. To bring I'd to rather them. just ban just let me ban like Brace and What's Indomitable? Y'all can have whatever characters you want. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I might not be a smart man, but I'm a man that knows what he's about. Well, uh, I uh, I think that we should move on. Uh, is there any other... Uh, what else do we need to talk about other than the person that we're 
covering today? Tournaments? Uh, well, uh, Upcoming. yeah. Brad, what are the dates of the upcoming tournaments? Do you know those? This, this is not a podcast to talk about covering. Okay, on September 16th. <laughs> September 16th is the next Charleston tournament. Um, that is... Yeah. the Is it the 30th is the LVO qualifier, Stephen? 23rd and 24th. 23rd, 24th. Okay, that's good, because I did commit to something else on the 30th. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the 23rd, 24th LVO qualifier in Pittsburgh at Fabricators Forge. If you're not signed up for that, sign up for it. It should be cool. Um, Also, I'd like to mention September 2nd at Recess Games in North Olmstead. They're having a tournament also. Yeah, that will be this Saturday when this podcast Correct. goes Correct. So out. if Les and Savage are listening, I will not be able to take you out to the fine established restaurants I was hoping to because I'm out in Idaho. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but go enjoy your Mongolian barbecue. <laughs> uh, and then, shoot, I, I don't remember the dates for this one. Um, Michael... Uh, listener of the podcast and uh, not member of the podcast and I are going to Second Wind in Chicago. Uh, I would tell you to sign up and go, but the tickets have been sold out forever. You can get on the wait list, though, and if people drop, you may be able to get in. That should be fun. That's like I don't know, it's like 64 people. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. So. Oh, there's actually an open slot in Second Wind right now. Ooh. One. More dates are it. It is... Um, the 21st and 22nd of October. Boy, oh boy! And Michael, someone snatched that up. Yeah, Michael and I have been there uh, several times. Uh, Justy, who was on last episode, went with us two years ago. Uh, they always have a great event, and some of the top players in the world, which is why I'm not going to win it. <laughs> haven't even decided what faction I'm playing. You don't know, man. You you're pretty good. Uh, you're no, pretty no. good. I, I, I'm talking about the timing of it, Fred. The goal. Well, uh, all right. I think that uh, we should talk about any games that we've played recently as well. Okay, Fred, you go first. Okay. Uh, I played a game recently against the previously mentioned Mike, and uh, I was playing my Midnight Suns versus his uh, Hydra list using Baron Strucker. 
which was an interesting person to choose. But he's he's doing a lot of uh, games with Baron Strucker just to get used to using a leader that isn't Red Skull in Hydra. And uh, his list was Red Skull and Winter Soldier and uh, Baron Zemo. Oh, no, I, I said Red Skull. It's not Red Skull. It's, it's Baron Strucker, Baron Zemo, uh, Winter Soldier, and I think three other characters who I don't really remember who didn't do near as much. And my list was... Uh, New or old Zemo? Uh, old oh. Zemo. Old Zemo. Uh, my list was Ghost Rider, Blade, uh, Moon Knight... And a couple other people. Uh, this was this this game actually happened, I think, almost five days ago. So I'm I'm blanking on some of the details, but my memory of the game is that he was using the the old Winter Soldier with the new Winter Soldier's card. Sold that, and he was incredible. He got so many shots. Uh, he got to fire so many. Of the um, got your back shots, that it was devastating, and and we were playing on hammers. So Winter Soldier ended up with three hammers, and every single shot he was firing was seven dice. And I he he melted through my army. It was unbelievable how much damage he can do. So that is. My experience, he he completely annihilated me. It was very one-sided game. Uh, so that was my most recent game. It did not go well for me. Uh, how about you, Brad? I know that you recently played a game against uh, Michael as well. I did last night. So I played Brotherhood. I've been playing them the last couple games. And we were playing Fisk and... Uh, research station at 16 I think it was 16 um, I had it had to be 16 I had Magneto Juggernaut Blob Toad and Michael was playing that same list he took Winter Soldier but no sold out this time <coughs> Baron Strucker his leader uh, Red Skull 2. Um, hmm. I don't remember the rest of his list because those are the ones that did most of the work. Oh, Zemo. Zemo was lackluster. Hold on someone else talk for a second he had to have another two there buddy for the points Bob okay okay and then um, he took kick him while they're down and put uh, and the new red skull card that puts conditions out and put two to three conditions on all four of my models and then play kick them while they're down on juggernaut and juggernaut survived the turn 
I didn't make an attack with Juggernaut, though, because if I did, I was probably going to get shot a bunch by Bucky. But Juggernaut survived that turn. Everyone survived that turn. So I felt really good. And then after that turn, he completely wiped me off the board. Killed every single one of my models. Yeah, uh, um, I saw this game uh, in flashes as I was going in and out of the game store. And uh, it looked like Brad was running away with the game because Brad had something like nine victory points to Michael's one. Yes. And then the next time I came into the store, Brad had only Toad left on the field. <laughs> that, is, that is how the game went. I scored... Yeah. I scored two, then six, then four points, and then got wiped off the board. So, it was bad. I did make a bad play at the end. Mike, right at the end of the game, after he killed Toad finally, he was like, I thought you were going to kill... Red, Red Skull was on two... And he was like, I thought you were going to double tap him with Toad and kill him. And I was like, no, I had it in my mind that I was going to have priority and could kill him later. But I didn't have priority, and Red Skull killed two models when I failed to kill him. So, Oops. yeah. The Grunts killed Juggernaut, and then he killed Blob. Ouch! Yeah, that's two really big people that to, yeah. to so, lose. and at and at that point, uh, Magneto was already dead. So, if I had killed Red Skull, maybe I could have won that game. Michael is getting very good with Hydra. Like yeah. his Hydra game is real good. Good. Yeah. They they are scary. I don't like it. He like. After I weathered the one big turn where I thought things were going to go bad with all the conditions, I, I thought I was pretty safe. And then he just killed in everything anyway. Yeah. Yep. Bob well, got uh, one activation, two activations, maybe the whole game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I just kept dazing him. <laughs> Well, uh, that's how you got to win. I mean, Mike knows what he's doing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, those were the games that we played recently. I don't think that either Brandon or Steven have any, any games to discuss. Not here in Idaho. Nope. <laughs> right. Brandon, Brandon's <laughs> coming back and playing games on Thursday. Yay. I'll, I will be there on Thursdays. I will be there this week. I'm off on Thursday, so. Uh, oh, actually, no actually, excuses. this Thursday I won't be there. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Pittsburgh. I forgot. <laughs> I actually hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually hate you. Oh dang, my mistake. Uh, well, uh, I think that we should move on to the Invincible Iron Man, and discuss him today. Uh. So, he he is Invincible Iron Man, otherwise known as Tony Stark. His defensive stats are a physical stat of 4, energy 3, and mystic 3. He has 6 
uh, stamina on both sides of his card, and he is a threat four model. He's size two, and he can move medium movement. Uh, Steven, why don't you go over his attack suite? Okay, sure. So the first attack we have is an energy attack called Repulsor Mark Two. It is range four, strength of five, zero cost. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. Also, after this attack is resolved, if it did not deal damage, this character gains one power. And on a wild, it has a push. Before damage is dealt, this character pushes the target character away short. Next, we have a physical attack called Billion Dollar Punch. It is range three. It has seven, uh, seven strength for its dice pool and it costs three power. It has before damage is dealt, place this character within one of the target character. Also on a wild and a hit, it does a throw. If the target character is size three or less, after the attack is resolved, this character throws it away medium. Last but not least, we have another energy attack called Focused Unibeam. It is range five, it is a strength of seven, and it will cost four power. When rolling additional dice for critical results during this attack, roll two additional dice instead of one for each critical in the attack roll. Also, after the attack is resolved, if the attack roll contained any critical results, this character suffers two damage. Okay. Uh, Brad, why don't you go over his affiliation bonus and uh, his first superpower there? Okay. Affiliation, let's get you an upgrade. It's shield. When an allied character is attacking, defending, or dodging, during the modified dice step, it may spend one. If it does, it may reroll one of its dice. And then a reaction called Jarvis. It has X cost. When another allied character within range four is attacking, during the modified dice step of the attack, this character may spend one to three power to use the superpower. For each power spent, the ally character may reroll one of its attack dice. And, uh, Brandon, why don't you do this last superpower, which I think you will like quite a bit. And and you are still muted. Hey, I'm okay. I am Iron Man. If this character would suffer damage from enemy effect, it may reduce the amount of damage suffered by one. So it can reduce to zero. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. And then he has uh, uh, passive flight. Uh, and it is, I believe that it is exactly the same on the back. I think this is one of those characters where it is, there is literally no change between the front and the back. Yep. So that is Invincible there. Iron Man. Uh, what is everyone's first impression here? Um, I'll give my my thought. I like that the focused Unibeam is kind of similar to the uh, the attack that War Machine has. It's just instead of doing damage to yourself for each crit result, it just does a flat two if you get any crit results. So you can't just annihilate yourself. Accidentally, if you just over overindulge in crits, 
what is uh uh what is your thought here on on this guy Steven? Um I think he's going to be a little bit power starved. Um and that's because he has uh, three and four for his spenders and also he's spending for enemy effects to reduce and then Jarvis, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see him uh, having 10 power at any point in time. You know, he's going to build up to a certain amount and then things go haywire. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that you're absolutely right that he is someone who is going to be uh, quite power, uh, power starved. Um, I think that there is maybe, uh, I'm not, I'm actually not sure that I, I don't, uh, he is definitely going to be power starved because he's also going to be reducing damage that he does, that he takes and therefore reducing the amount of power he gets. Correct. And, um, we also have to say that if he is leading shield, that costs a power too, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, that uh, that affiliation it, is it really like underwhelming? It's extremely underwhelming, right? It's this. No, no, it's the same as Black Panther. Oh, oh, it is. Okay, mm -hmm. I guess you're right. I you are right that it is the same. It's just it, it seems. You are also right that it is underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because you have to spend the power to reroll one. Now it is a reroll in anything. It, I think that's almost any die roll, except for a pay to flip, because it's uh, attack, defense, and dolls. Yeah, which is nice. It's just it's, the the leadership's good in that affiliation. Uh, okay. Because they want to do that. It is, they are going to run out of power a lot quicker, though. Um, so there is a downside to it. But that is something that it seems like S.H.I.E.L.D. does want. I think he'll get played in S.H.I.E.L.D. as a leader. Um, he may not get played if he's not the leader, though. Even in affiliation. Like, oh, boy. For for this leadership, somebody like Hawkeye loves it, right? Yeah. Oh, Hawkeye can't get enough of it. Oh yeah, exactly. he can't spend his power fast enough. Mm -hmm. I also think that gain dam gain power for the damage dealt, unless you dealt no damage, then gain one is the coolest thing I've ever seen on a card. <laughs> I wish everybody yeah, I had like that, that. role. It's a gainer until you build. Like it is yes. both a, a builder and a, and a gainer. I love it so much. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a a plus on this guy. I, I, it will help with the power starvedness, but it's not going to help enough. I think. Oh, also, Shield really loves Jarvis. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jarvis is a really good effect. Yeah. I think if, that's if really useful. It's if he gets played outside of being a leader, it's because of Jarvis. Otherwise, yes. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. prefers to have the three-point Iron Man. Right. 
I mean, I mean, understandably, I think that the Jarvis is why he's not a three point model. I think. Yeah. Well, um, oh, so the, what I the, was saying earlier, Fred, and oh. the six six with damage reduction. Yeah, which is pretty good. It is pretty good. That's that's definitely worth keeping. Uh, so uh, one of the things that I was saying, uh, I think that we need to remember to cover this guy's um, tactics cards today. And we were discussing about his power starvedness. Uh, there is a tactics card that we've actually already covered. We covered it during the Carol Danvers episode recently. Uh, and it's called Overcharge. And this will it theoretically help him with his power starvedness. The downside is is that I don't think there's any way you would ever actually play the card. But yeah, you're uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? She has, has to spend five. Yeah, either her or Thor Odinson. Right. I think that it, Thor Odinson would be a much better person to use it than Carol Danvers. But uh, uh, let me just go over it again. It is an unaffiliated active card, and during Thor Odinson or Carol Danvers' activation, the active character may spend five power to play this card. Choose an allied Tony Stark within range five of the character that played this card, and Tony Stark immediately makes the attack listed above. Uh, and the attack is called Overcharge. It is an energy attack. It is area two. It throws six dice, and after each attack is resolved, this character gains one power. And after each attack is resolved, the target character gains the shock special condition. That's pretty good. And it's a free attack. Downside is, is that it costs five power from either Thor Odinson or Carol Danvers. And Carol Danvers does not want to spend that five power. I think it's like uh, it, it ruins her if she spends that five power. Ruins her. It ruins her. <laughs> I think... This is this would help him with his power starvedness. I just don't know if it's worth the worth doing that to to care, uh, spending the five power on someone else. The other cards that this uh, that uh, this Iron Man can use, uh, he he can obviously still use Helios Laser Bombardment, which is <laughs> tremendous. Like that is an incredible card. I, uh, have we talked on the podcast about this card? Uh, I'm sure in the original Iron Man episode, it was mentioned. But well, that was a while ago. But so I think Brandon, we should talk about this. Brandon's the only one here that was on that podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we should nice. talk about how good this card is. I think uh, and we've how... talked about this card a lot in like universally but not maybe a lot in like so we did a hulkbuster episode too right can fred before we talk about i don't remember if we did hulkbuster or not Fred, before we talk about that can we talk about the other new cards Since uh, i yeah, have them yeah. up on my screen so the next one's repulsor okay. refraction which is invincible iron man specifically right uh so what don't you go over that one Okay, so it's unaffiliated, it's active, and takes an action. Uh, if it's Invincible Iron Man's activation and he's within range four of Captain America, 
They may each spend one to play the card, and then Iron Man does the attack above. It is beam four, five dice, and you measure from Captain America, First Avenger. So this is a just different version of Ricochet Blast for the new characters. It's a beam this time yes. instead of re-rolling dice. And isn't this version damaging Cap? Because it touches so. him. Does it? I don't think it does. Hold on. Oh, it. Uh, I bet they clarify that, but as written, technically, yes. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> because he's he's touching the tool and he's not the one making the attack. I bet. Oh, no. I, bet the I didn't forum, even think about that. I bet the forums will say we did not intend for that to happen. It's just like the old Thunder Wave, right? Yeah. So. Huh. And then the next one's Stark Armory. Do you have that one up, Fred? I do. Yeah. Uh, so Stark Armory. It is an unaffiliated reactive uh, tactics card. Uh, during the power phase, an allied Tony Stark may spend X power to play this card. X must be at least one and no more than five. This round, Tony Stark and other allied characters within range X of him may add one die to their attack rolls. X is equal to the amount of power spent to play this card. This is awesome. This is really good. This is really good. This is uh, this is probably stapled onto the back of every Iron Man that you play. Uh, it's power phase, so you get it immediately. Even for like a Bucky shooting back. And, I, and Shield loves I, this card. Well, Midnight Suns loves this card. Midnight Suns yeah. loves this card too, yeah. Because yeah. you... You activate, uh, like, I'm going to use Hulkbuster with this. You activate him first, move, do your stuff, and then hit Siege of Darkness, and then all your Midnight Suns go off with one dice extra, which can holy, be pretty, Holy pretty moly. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so good. Uh, I, I got to say, this this card makes me want to put Iron Man in my Midnight Suns. Like, uh, uh you were, I'm putting Hulkbuster in. So. Yeah, you were you were talking about Hulkbuster, and I think you were talking about him before we knew this card existed. And this card makes me agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So um, this uh, it would also be good for Wakanda with Wakanda Forever too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, uh, the and and I believe it's best in those affiliations because even though you would have your Iron Man out there and he would be affecting everybody, right? The thing is, it's an I go, you go, right? So they could eliminate people and they couldn't take advantage of it. But if you did it on a phase where, you know, other people are going with one attack at least. So, you know, in Suns, it's probably a three, uh, turn three, maybe even a turn two card if you had it set up right. Definitely mm -hmm. turn four, but oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, this is a this card you're gonna take. You're gonna use this card. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's talk about is are there any others 
uh, before we go to Helios laser bombardment? No new. I don't think so. Well, he can use it. Oh, that's right. He cannot use the ricochet blast, can he? Right. No, no that one specifically says Iron Man. Right. Okay. Okay. So Helios laser bombardment. Uh, it is an unaffiliated active tactics card. And during Tony Stark's activation, any number of allied characters may spend power to play this card. Tony Stark may use the Helios laser bombardment attack shown above once this activation. Uh, it is a range 5, uh, initially just a power 2, and it costs 0 power. Uh, I should say a uh, dice throw of 2. Um, this attack ignores line of sight, and the defending character does not benefit from cover. Add dice to this attack roll equal to the amount of power spent to play this card. And it also has wild sweep and clear. After this attack is resolved, enemy characters within range 2 of the target suffer 1 damage. And that doesn't sound that amazing, but there is no top limit to the amount of power that you can spend while playing this card. Which means that you can, people have fired, you know, 20 dice helios laser bombardments and just eradicated big big models off the table this is how you kill hulk this is how you kill like uh um malekith you just take malekith off the table with this this attack it can be really really effective now if your opponent is smart they also can have like an okoye sitting next to the the big target and your Helios laser bombardment goes into Okoye instead of someone else. That's really bad for you. There are ways around that. So, yeah, Fred. Yeah. I just want you to know that I listened to the old, well, not the whole thing, but part of the old Iron Man cast that I was on to see what comics Jared recommended. Mm -hmm. Right before the comic section, Jared tells the story about how he was playing. Iron Man in I think Shield and he played Helios Laser Bombardment and he didn't notice that Okoye had two power on her and thought she only had one and so the Helios Laser Bombardment went into Okoye instead. Yep. So yep. like literally you were just <laughs> right on in sync with the other Iron Man podcasts even though you, <laughs> neither of us were on that one. <laughs> well yeah that's uh uh i mean that's something you have to think about with these attacks where you get one big attack is if they've got someone to shunt it off to who's less important then that can really ruin your day but if they don't this thing can really just annihilate someone just really pick someone off the table if you're playing iron man if you're playing tony stark i should say uh you're probably playing the Helios Laser Bombardment. Right. That, that is the second card that you are probably going to bring. That means that whenever Iron Man is in your list, that's at least two cards that you're probably bringing with you. I think, I think this version of Iron Man that we're discussing, this Tony Stark, is going to have the most trouble... Um, utilizing that card though unless he's got a lot of power builders around him i agree with you i think you're absolutely and and even if he has a lot of power builders around him if he's under his own affiliation 
they are going to be spending uh, more power than they normally would just re-rolling dice. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that... All right, let's talk. Let's go for a final grade, a final letter grade here on the Invincible Iron Man, taking in all these tactics cards that we've just discussed. Um, I think he's definitely not the best Iron Man. I think that I would rather bring the three-cost Iron Man most of the time. Uh, for that reason... Oh, Brad? Uh, hi, sorry. Can you hear me? I I think now. I just messed with my. Okay, my apologies. I I something just fell off my computer. I just I, I had to reconnect it. Um, but what I was saying was I think that, uh, I th think. Gosh. Okay, someone else go. Okay, I'll go. So I I agree with Fred that he is worse than the other, um, Iron Man, um. Uh, I I'm, oh. I'm going B minus. I think B minus. Brandon, what do you got? Um, I was also on a B minus. Uh, I think he's good. I think he'll see play. I I think he'll see play in shield. I think so. He'll see like some splash play. Uh, just as four threat, it's going to be really hard. There's a ton of value at four threat right now, so it might be kind of hard for a lot of these. Core box models, these new core box models to really make the cut. And and while we're on you, Brandon, Spider Man, who um, may spectacular. be shield yeah, who may be shield affiliated. Maybe. Yeah, spectacular Spider Man. I, I don't know what you guys did. I haven't listened to it yet, but I want to go B plus. I don't remember I what we did either. I don't know if he'll see any splashable play. Actually, I don't think he'll see any splash play, really. But um, I think he's really playable in the affiliations that he'll be affiliated in. I think we were pretty up on him. We were giving him uh, A's to yeah, A minuses. Uh -huh. Yeah, I could be convinced. I could, I could have been, I could have been convinced to an A minus, but I think a B plus is a fair grade for him. He is the best Peter Parker. That's I sure. agree. How about you, Steven? What's your take on Invincible Iron Man? Um, I, I, honestly, a B minus. I I don't see you grabbing him, honestly. Okay, uh, to 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 take in other places. Right. Yeah. I uh, I think that I I don't know if I even got it out, but no, I I want to give him a B minus also. <laughs> you 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 definitely did not get it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my, every... I'm having some inter some trouble with my my setup right now. I apologize. That puts us all to B minus. Every one of us said B minus on Iron Man. We did. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> this is the most consistent we have ever been. <laughs> oh crap! Oh, uh, uh, then I want to give him a B. Hold no, on. <laughs> no. Dang yeah, it! I feel like it's also uniformity on the fact that like. Like you can tell he's good. He's just not like better than like anything else you're gonna want to take. Like we're getting to a point where we have a, a ton of playable models and really good models where good models aren't gonna see a lot of play. Yeah. Oh yeah, that definitely because you have to take into effect 
where they sit in the current meta. And this particular guy, I mean, I, I see there's a lot of potential here, but he just does not shine enough to, to rise above the other fours that are all over the place. In fact, he doesn't shine enough to rise above the other Tony Starks that exist in the game. Well, he, he might see play in the new AMG uh, tournament format. <laughs> True. When they might. don't allow you to take the other Tony Starks, maybe? No, no, I, I didn't. I thought you couldn't take the same, like, you could have three-point Iron Man in your one list and then four-point Iron Man in your other list yes, and then yes, Hulkbuster in it. Yeah, it it does work that way as far as we know. If they allow you to take all those models, we still mm-hmm. don't know how they're restricting it exactly. Correct, yeah. Okay, but, well, but you can only take one Helios laser in any of those lists. That's true. Ooh, you, so you would take it with the three cost Iron Man, not with this one. Oh, you might would take it with the Hulkbuster. Oh, or that one. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, uh, that was our take on the Invincible Iron Man. Uh, I think that. You're, I think that Brad's right. This is the most consistently we've graded anyone ever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Brad, do you have any what comic is? book recommendations that you want to talk about? I sure do. So I have two of them. I'm doing a pretty standard two, unless I just really like the character. Um, so the first one is one I figured was very fitting for this model. It's Iron Man Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, this is where he was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. There are several creators working on this, a couple different writers, several different artists. But um, Tony Stark, Charge S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe not the right person for the job. Um, so you get to see him take on new responsibilities. Um, he's not really used to uh, being in charge of other people. Even though he runs a company, he just kind of does what he does and hopes that his people run the company okay. Um, and this is part of the Avengers Initiative era of Marvel, where there were tons and tons of Avengers, and every state had their own uh, superhero. And for West Virginia, where we live, it was Valkyrie which is why she's the mascot of this podcast. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, West Virginia had Valkyrie. I have the cover. They put out 50 covers um, on various comics that had the state and their superhero. So somewhere in my short boxes, I have that issue. And uh, this is like the time that Iron Man was associated with S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you want basically what this character was based on, this is it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I I was just going to get into the next one. So the (laughs) the next one's Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man from 2023 by Jerry Duggan and Juan Figueri. Uh, this is the current run of Iron Man. 
and it's Tony Stark at one of the lowest points in his life. He's, uh, he was an alcoholic at one point, and he has, um, I can't say move past that, because he still craves it sometimes or whatever, but he's got that still going on, and then, um, this guy named Phalong, uh, who may be similar to some real world billionaires, out buys out Stark Industries out from under Tony Stark and removes him from the company and puts his technology, the Iron Man technology, into Sentinels to go hunt mutants. And makes Tony give him all of his armors because they're they belong to the company, and uh, things are just not going well. And Tony, with a couple friends, uh, new and old, are trying to get his company back and get back on top. It ties into the current X Men comics, obviously, with the Sentinel thing. And uh, if you like those. And I'm not normally much of an Iron Man fan. This, this series is real good. It's really, really good. I have an important question about that series. Yes, Fred. Shoot. Does he rename Stark Enterprises to X? Because that would not make sense for making Sentinels, would it? Uh, that, that would be very funny. Um, the timing of making that joke doesn't work with when the, the comic was coming out. Yeah, I but, know. I know. I but, recognize but that. You, you nailed the main influence of this character. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. He, he definitely like altered his body genetically so that he could go help colonize Mars. Oh no! <laughs> uh, the the big difference is that um, uh, Fei Long is um, very good businessman. Ah, yeah, <laughs> that's where it's different than yeah. the, the real life story. <laughs> yeah. uh, just well, as an aside, <laughs> I was looking up uh, the. Uh, Avengers Initiative for Ohio. Guess uh, who our superhero was? <laughs> uh, who was it? I feel like I've heard. I, I at the time I. Knew oh, it's so was. it's so obvious. <laughs> who is it? Howard the Duck. No, Wait, uh, really? <laughs> no, Howard the Duck is from Cleveland. Yeah, I know, but like, he's not really a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> they did they did pick where they could a superhero that has historically been tied to the state in some way. Um, right. <laughs> West Virginia had nobody, so they got right. Valkyrie. But I j- yeah, I'm surprised got... they picked Howard the Duck, not not because he's not tied to the state, but just because he's not really a superhero. <laughs> well, you know, things happen. Well, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's still just a crazy decision is picking Howard the Duck. He's a uh, mean cab driver. That's all you need to know. <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, uh, 
Can you think of an affiliation where you would like to put <laughs> Invincible Iron Man that he is not affiliated with? And Brandon, you are muted again. Uh, oh. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. There we go. Um, I was trying to think. That's kind of the issue. I don't like where he's a four threat. Like he, he's not going to fit in a whole lot of places. Like I really think the majority of his play is going to be in like really awkward scenarios on like, um, like you might put him in your shield roster just because like you don't really want to take like grunts against like Black Order or something like, but like yeah, but at he's four threat be shield affiliated. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's what I'm saying. They like, can kind of take him to use his leadership, so it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, the damage reduction, you definitely can play him with, like, Criminal Syndicate and giving rerolls. I do like the idea of giving rerolls um, with Jarvis to other, right? That's what it does. To other um, characters, just to, like, purely as a defensive tech piece. Well, oh, Jarvis yeah. is only for um, and the, Yeah, and then. Yeah, I guess that's, that's. I thought I was attacking or defending. I don't like it a lot. I like it a lot less. Um, I like the ranged attack. Yeah, I think it'd still be Criminal Syndicate. I still think that's probably one of the better places he splashes in. Just with damage reduction, he has good defense. He's got a good health pool. Uh, he's got pushes, throws. Uh, he's got really good ranged attacks. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably where I would slip him in. Just test him, but four is such a hard spot, especially in that roster. You're breaking. No, Fred, you are breaking up. It seems we have lost Fred. Who knows? So we'll never know what his recommendation for this episode is. Oh, no. I am getting a message from Fred on Discord right now. He wants everyone to go out there and watch Cube. Or yes, uh, all yeah. the Cube movies, actually. So, Great choice. Great choice. Yes, Fred. We we do love that choice. Thank you for sharing it with us. Um, I do need to do a Cube rewatch. Uh, so. Definitely worthwhile. Grab all three of them and have yourself the best night you can have. Yeah. I'm glad that Fred had at least had enough internet to send us a Discord message. Is there anything else we've got, guys? I do not have anything else. No, I don't either. Okay, well, it's been a good cast. Uh, Go out there and have good gaming.